This is episode 87 of Bella in Your Business. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasto with Jump Consulting, and today I have a very interesting story for you. I first heard about this story when I was doing some one-on-one coaching with Mark, who is the owner of Buckhead Paws out in Atlanta, Georgia. Mark and I were working together for weeks, trying to get him all set up to make the big switch. If you're a pet sitting and dog walking company, you know exactly what I mean. That big switch is from independent contractors to employees. You see, Mark realized that he was not going to sit there and have a huge amount of risk and wonder if his whole life savings or retirement was one day going to be under attack because of one simple little incident that might happen in his company where he was sued. When you have independent contractors, there's no coverage for workman's compensation. There's no telling what's going to happen if, God forbid, there's an accident. But with employees, you're protected by so many ways. And one of those ways that we're going to talk about today is called workman's compensation. Specifically put, if someone were to injure themselves on the job, if their employee is covered by workman's compensation, that workman's compensation, also known as WC, will kick in and take over for lost wages, future and existing. They'll do all of the medical expenses that you might incur because of the injury and follow you along, basically give you a caseworker. Now, you might say that your business is very safe and you have incredible training methods and you have ongoing education and that nobody would ever do something they're not supposed to. And I bet you're right. But there's also this little thing called an accident that most of us don't actually premeditate or plan for. That's why they're called accidents. For example, an actual incident that happened to me when I used to have my pet sitting company is a pet sitter was leaving in the morning and just simply missed the last step on the stairs, fell and fractured a foot. That was a workman's compensation claim. Didn't even involve the pets. Another time, a dog that we'd been visiting for years in the middle of the day just decided to turn around and snap down on my pet sitter's hand, resulting in her being out of work for weeks. And I think that was about $25,000. You're about to hear a story of a $40,000 claim that is still being disputed right now. And the horrors that could happen if you don't have employees and workman's compensation. So without further ado and without further teasing, I'm going to get right to it. And I'm going to come back and have a little chat with you as soon as you're done listening. Let's listen in. Top of the day to you, Bella. How in the world are you? Top of the day to you, Mark. How I'm so excited. This has been amazing. I hope I haven't stressed you out. I'm so excited to see you here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I will tell you, I am duly stressed. I'll be ready for my scotch at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I, and I'm sure all the viewers, you guys, you have to go ahead and comment to Mark. I am so impressed that you got on here because the thing is, is that so many people would have a given up and B just would have thrown the phone out the window. So, but you have such a valuable story to share today, but why don't we first start out? Why don't you tell everyone who you are, where you're from, all that jazz. All that jazz. Thanks, Bella. My name is Mark Shaver. I live in the Atlanta suburb of Decatur, and I own a dog walking and pet sitting service called Buckhead Paws. Wonderful. 
And how long have you had it for? You know, it's a great story. I didn't start the business. It was started 10 and a half years ago by a young woman who was about 25 at the time. She rented a private apartment from some guy, and he discounted her rent in exchange for taking care of his dog. And then that guy had a buddy who needed help with his dog, and that guy had a buddy who needed help with his dog, and pretty soon she had a small little sole proprietor dog walking business. That was in 2007. Two years later in 2009, she's now married and pregnant, and she and her husband are moving about 30 miles out of the city to be close to his job. And just before they moved, they were having dinner with friends one night, and she says, oh, woe is me. I'm so sad. I have to move, and I have to give up my little business because it's just me. Well, the friends they were having dinner with were friends of mine. And they said to her, hey, we know this guy. He's kind of got gray hair. He's kind of retired. He likes kids and critters. Maybe he can help you out. Uh So she and I met for coffee, struck up a handshake agreement. I was an independent contractor. She paid me a percentage, and she only had like eight or nine clients. But I thought, hey, I'll make a little money. I'll get a little exercise. It'll be fun. And six months later, I'd picked up enough new clients. I had to get somebody to help me. And six months after Mm -hmm. that, I had to get a second somebody to help me. And then at the end of 2011, she said, you know, I'm pregnant with number two. I've lost the relationship with the clients. Do you want to buy the business? And I said, yeah, I want to buy the business. So I bought it in January of 2012, six years ago. Today, we have 18 employees, and we cover about half of the whole Atlanta metro area. Incredible. So it's been a good story. (laughs) That's an awesome story. And I know that you have that story, like, down-packed. I love it. I love it. So, Mark, we were on a coaching call about three weeks ago, and you told me this story that I literally, like, it's very hard for me to be speechless, let alone like sit there like this. I was yeah, yeah. stunned and in shock. And I said, Mark, you need to mm. tell pet sitters this story so that people can really understand that these aren't just bad dreams. This stuff happens. So this really does take us happen. back yeah. to the beginning of the story, I guess. I will. And the beginning actually goes back before the start of the year, because, Bella, you and I were working together in a coaching scenario. And based on that coaching, I made the decision in about November to transition all of my independent contractors over to employees. Right. And so I spent November and December laying that foundation. And then I pushed the button on January 1st. Mm -hmm. And I was scared to death. But, you know, it worked. All right, four weeks ago tomorrow, on January 17th, one of my favorite dog walkers and pet sitters, Melanie, was staying overnight in someone's home. Now, that morning, we had had two inches of snow, which isn't much, but it had started the night before with a heavy mist. The temperature was 34 degrees, misting, the temperature dropped, that mist turned to ice. So under the snow, we had all this bad ice. Right. About 10 o'clock that night, Melanie decides to have a glass of water, and she wants ice in it. And she steps out of the client's house into the garage where the freezer is and puts some ice in her glass. Turns back around to go into the house, and it's traditional, famous, familiar pet sitter trick. The kitchen door back into the house was locked. Right. And she was stuck in the garage with her glass of ice water. Her phone is in the house as well, so she can't call anybody. But she remembers that they have a doggy door into the backyard, and they have a big dog, St. Bernard. The doggy door is big enough for her to go through. So she goes out of the garage, around to the backyard, and guess what? There's a fence around the backyard. It's not one of those wooden fences. It's the kind of fence that has metal spikes every six inches, and it's four feet high. 
And Melanie thinks, okay, I'll crawl over the fence, I'll hop over the fence, and then crawl in the doggy door. Well, you know, think about it. These wrought iron fences, they have spikes that come up with points. Now, let me set one other part of this for you. It's 10 o'clock at night. It's dark. There's two inches of snow on the ground. The outside temperature was 14 degrees, and Melanie was dressed in her pajamas because she had stepped out of the house into the garage. And let me, let me start stop you right there. You are such a great storyteller. Like You could be a storyteller in another <laughs> life. I want the men to get this, okay? Us women require a bunch of different garments. And when we go to bed, we don't necessarily have all those garments on. <laughs> it's not just like a guy, right? So you're out there yeah. in the freezing cold, locked out, no phone, probably not wearing much that's like heavy, right? And you're just like freaking out. Since I told you the story, I learned she sleeps in yoga pants and a t-shirt. There you go. There you go. And, I'm and like it's 14 thinking of that. Go on, Mark. And it's dark. So she tries to, just like climbing up on a horse and getting down the other side, she tries to climb up over this fence. Well, her foot slips, and you can imagine what happens. She impales herself on this fence. And Impales? And through, through what part of her impales, body, Mark? Through her butt cheek. And she's stuck up there. It's in the fatty muscle tissue. But she, there she is. Now, Melanie are you is about hearing late. this like comment right now and tell me that you're cringing just like I am. Like, this is horrifying. Go on, Mark. It's horrifying. Melanie is in her late 40s. She's a physically strong woman and she's an emotionally strong woman. But she's kind of in a state of shock. She sits there for a moment, gathers her strength and manages to push herself up off of the impaling post. She staggers over to the house, crawls in through the doggy door, and just lays on the floor for a few minutes to try to gather herself. It's not bleeding a lot because there aren't a whole lot of blood vessels in your butt, but she thinks she needs medical attention. She drives herself to Northside, <laughs> you think? She drives herself to Northside Hospital here in Atlanta and gets to the emergency room about 12:30 that night. And after meeting with the ER doctors, they decide we can't just put a bandage on this or put a few stitches. This is a serious wound. You need to go into surgery. So she learns the next day from the surgeon, the wound was five inches deep and three inches wide. And they had to do surgery from the inside back out. It missed the rectum and the anus. But she had a major wound there. She was in the hospital for two nights and one day. And um, she has recovered now. She's doing fine. But there are a couple of things. I, I just want to go back and paint the picture again. 10 o'clock at night, dark, 14 degrees, yoga pants and a T-shirt, barefoot, two inches of snow on the ground, impaled on a wrought iron fence post. I mean, I can't imagine how she did it. So the story itself is horrible enough. Somebody typed on the screen there, it's cringing, and it is cringing. Yeah. Here's the deal. I had converted all of our dog walkers from contractors to employees on January 1st, and this happened on the 17th. But guess what? The person she was staying with was not one of our clients. It was a personal friend of hers. If that had been one of our clients, she would have been covered by the workers' compensation. She told me yesterday she was in the hospital about 40 hours from 1230 Wednesday night until about 8 o'clock Friday evening. 
or four o'clock Friday afternoon. Her hospital bill is forty thousand dollars. $40,000. And that's just the hospital bill, I'm sure. She hasn't gotten the surgeon bill or the anesthesia bill or the medication bill or the that's right. all these other bills that come along with it. That's right. She specifically said she hadn't gotten those other bills yet. And she doesn't know what she's going to do. These people, they weren't like close, intimate friends of hers. They were people she knew and she agreed to help them out. They have refused to help her, so she's now gotten an attorney to go back to talk to them about using their homeowner's insurance. They don't want to use their homeowner's insurance to cover because they're afraid their premium's going to go up. Oh, my God. She is really in a world of hurt. So she had this horrendous injury, this nightmarish experience from a movie, and now she's got a $40,000 hospital bill that for this moment she is stuck with. Had that happened with one of our clients, she would have been covered under workers' comp, plus the lost wages that she had for the four days she didn't work. And the, so, the thereafter, and what I know from workman's comp, because she probably would end up, end up with a scar, your body parts are valued at a certain amount of dollars, and she might have gotten a payout because she has like a permanent disfigurement. Like, that's how they consider it. It's so bizarre. But... Wow. I have chills. I mean, I've already heard the story and I have chills. Heather's saying we have NHS, which is free as in paid through our taxes free. Oh, she's in a different country, though. Catherine's like, yeah. oh, my goodness, how awful. Generese, oh, my God, I probably would have started screaming, oh, mercy. I mean, yeah, me too. <laughs> but I think that, like, this girl is probably in shock, right? Like, you're like, oh, my God, what just happened? Like, I couldn't look at it. I would have fainted. This happened to me, too, minus the spiky fence. Thank goodness. Chloe cringing. Yeah, you guys, this is incredible. Yeah. So yeah. the reason why I wanted to have Mark on this is because I just can't fathom this happening. No matter if you're doing it by your own or you're an independent contractor or you're an employee or if it's you or anyone you know, right? But yep. then business always comes down to how much risk do we want to take? How much risk are we comfortable with taking? And Mark, I know you have something on the tip of your tongue. I want to give this over to you. What kind of affirmation did this give you and putting it into real perspective, having just a couple of weeks before this switched from an independent contractor to an employee? I mean, this is really close to home for you. It hits really close to home for me. And, you know, maybe you've heard the syndrome when soldiers are in war or they're overseas in a war situation and their time is winding down before they come home and they start to get really nervous that they're going to get hurt before they come home. Oh. It's funny, Bella, the last two weeks of December, I started having that same kind of syndrome because the workers' comp didn't start until January 1st. And so like December 23rd, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what if somebody gets really hurt December 28th? What what if somebody gets really hurt, you know, and so that didn't happen, yeah. but I'll be darned two weeks after they became employees, this happened and I could have helped her, you know, if it had been one of our clients, we could have helped her. And that's what and, we want to um, do. I mean, we want to take care of our staff, number one, and our clients, number two, you know, at least if you have employees and when you have independent contractors, it's not a wrong thing. It's just a different <laughs> mindset. It's like you exactly. you can't do that. You cannot accept responsibility for it. You have to be like, sorry, let me know when you're better and you want to work again. And deal exactly. with it doesn't prevent anyone from suing you. They could sue you and say, you know what, Mark? I have $40,000 in bills. And you know what, Mark? I'm going to contest it. I think I was actually an employee because this is what I need to do, Mark, in order for you to pay my bills because I can't. You know what I mean? This happens a lot and it's very scary. And I just want... 
people to understand the implications that this industry might have started with independent contractors. But I promise you it won't finish with independent contractors. And we see it happening with the Rovers and the WAGs and a lot of other independent contractors. Not all pet sitting independent contracting companies are bad or doing it wrong, but I see a lot right. more people doing it wrong than doing it right. And if for none else, this heart reason of being able to take care of these people that help you build your blood, sweat and tears and build this incredible empire, do it to protect them. Do it to protect yeah. yourself. Yep. I agree. I mean, I really appreciate the work we did together, Bella, the coaching you gave me on this and helped me get ready for that transition. You know, I was scared to death doing it, leading up to it, you know, but it's gone really smoothly. And this was sure a good lesson for me, the situation with Melanie. Yeah. Well, Mark, thank you so much for your time and all the effort put in. Now you know how to do a Facebook Live split screen. (laughs) I appreciate (laughs) you sticking with it and not just throwing it to the wind. And I'm sure all of our viewers now and on the replay also thank you for just bringing a real true story to life and making us see that things do happen. And it's our job to figure out what we want to do. So thanks, Mark. Yeah. Thanks for asking me to be here. Appreciate it, Bella. For sure. Everyone have a great day and stay protected. Are you concerned that accepting credit cards for your pet sitting business is too complicated or too expensive? Well, if you answered yes, I have good news. It's probably because you've not heard of Leaders Merchant Services. Trust me, Leaders Merchant Services makes accepting credit cards super easy and affordable for my business. They work with all kinds of businesses throughout the United States, and they've developed a special rate plan just for pet sitters like us. I know Leaders Merchant Services can help your business. I've even got a dedicated representative to speak to, and he's always happy to share valuable information. Working with Leaders Merchant Services is like having a friend or family member in the credit card processing business. If you want to know more or see how much they can save your business a month, go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash credit card. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash credit card. So I can personally connect you with my specialist. So how are you feeling? That was pretty intense, wasn't it? I'm willing to bet you might just be like me where at one point your jaw was all open or your hand was over your mouth or you got chills. Because I'll tell you, that was the second time that I heard that story and I had the same exact physical reaction to hearing it the second time as I did the first. There are so many takeaways to take from this and I'm saying this from my heart to you and I hope you heed my advice. If this was a pet sitting company with independent contractors, the pet sitter would have been responsible. Now, granted, this person did all of this and she was just acting on her own pet sitting for a friend, but her friend won't even put a claim in on their homeowner's insurance. I'm not sure what kind of friend that is. This girl's left with $40,000 and that's just the hospital bill. She has not gotten the bills from all the other players of the game, if you will. Her bills could easily exceed $60,000. I don't know anyone just sitting around with that for a rainy day for something like this to happen. This is a freak accident. And one could say she assumed the risk by trying to scale over. But who would also, you know, think that this kind of thing could happen and to this detriment? The only thing that this girl has to go off of is try to hire a lawyer, which is money out of her pocket. It's a gamble, but it's a better gamble than getting this $40,000 plus bill. And try to sue these people and say, you need to pay for this. This was on your property. This is why you have homeowner's insurance. And hopefully the homeowners will pay. 
Now, this is a private case, but what if this was a pet sitter who maybe someone's listening and they're a rover or a wag dog walker? You guys would be in the same exact boat. You are so unprotected when you are pet sitting as a pet sitter on an app. But what if you were a pet sitter working for a professional company who had employees? Ah, there, of course, your pain wouldn't be away, but you at least would know that you were safe and protected under the workman's compensation. And the least of your worries would be how you were going to pay for these bills. And you could focus your worries on how you're going to heal so you can actually sit down one day again. Ouch. This pet sitter did this pet sit uninsured. And now the owner is refusing the claim. How's that? Like that is literally insult to injury. I'm so proud of Mark throughout this whole thing. One, for showing us this story, for telling this story, because I think oftentimes in our Facebook forums, we let things kind of run away from us. We let the whole what if scenario. And this is actually a true, like this is, this happened. This stuff happens. And it's my duty to help keep bringing it to you so I can show you that it happens. And it's not just some pie in the sky dream. Mark did a fantastic job. He was very scared, had to understand the entire process, and I could not be more proud of him. We combed through his company, his very well-established six-figure company, who had independent contractors, but Mark said enough is enough. Like Mark told you, towards the end, he was getting very scared because he really truly understood the magnitude that could happen if, God forbid, someone were to get hurt before he made the switch. After he made the switch, I want you to remember the feeling of peace that he has now. Now knowing that he's protected and everything he's worked so hard for in his life couldn't just be sued or taken away from him. I mean, you guys, whether or not you actually win a lawsuit like that, who has the patience or stress in their life to go through it all? I say, let's take a good risk assessment of where we want our business and what our business means to us to be in years to come. I've done lots of research on audits on pet sitters that have been audited. I've done lots of research. I have an earlier podcast. I'll put it in the show notes. I think it was uh, back in the teens, maybe, where I actually interviewed an auditor who worked for the state of Connecticut. I want you guys to be well-informed and I want you to heed this advice. If you need any help figuring out how to make the big switch from ICs to employees, the Employee Quick Start or my Employee Quick Start Bosses in Charge Mastermind is definitely for you. Shoot me an email. I will get you hooked up. It's bella at jumpconsulting.net. At the very least, I hope this gives you food for thought. And if you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. And if you've loved this podcast, I hope that you've subscribed to us already. Go ahead and click subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen. Go ahead and leave us a review because just like you like reviews for your company, I love them for the show and it only helps us in the rankings. I'd be eternally grateful. And at the very end, when life gets tough and your business gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.